sort of a self-development with tactics podcast and today we are going to go ahead with Nat Eliason's 29 years so the lessons well actually the lesson of year 29 as far as I remember as far as I can uh, understand this concept I'm a fire it up Nat yeah this is how you write Nat Nat Eliason Let's go to his regular page and I'm going to show you as well. There we go. There it is. Oh. I, uh, does it make sense to read it in this way? I don't really know since there's the camera, but, but anyway. Um, articles and there we have lessons from year 29. We have gone a you know, easy is not always optimal, app and flow, it won't ever be enough. This was the last thing that we went through. And so we are going to go ahead with rituals and hosting. And there is something that I have left out yesterday, as I've seen right now. And um, we need to do this one as well, just for the sake of finishing stuff and I do just realize that the setup may not be optimal <laughs> definitely not optimal um, and now it is way too big congrats that's amazing nope there we go so making it smaller even smaller and now it is kind of fine um, let's start one of the best investments you can make is in your community it is tough to make friends and be constantly social in a world of remote work Netflix and social media but everyone wants to spend uh, spend time in real life with people who share their values hosting is a great way to facilitate this bringing together groups for dinners, breakfast, coffee, adventures, parties, whatever, is something everyone enjoys and appreciates but are often hesitant to initiate themselves. It's really worth making the efforts to initiate these gets-togethers. Constantly planning things gets exhausting, though, which is why rituals are so helpful. Having preset times and places for different events gives everyone an easy way to see each other without having to rely on one point person to on one point person to constantly bring everyone together. A successful ritual is... Is it okay? Yeah. I feel a tiny bit... Uh, nah, it is fine. Just thinking about the camera being a bit too... Um, too blown out, I think. So let's actually do something about that. Is this better? Well, I don't know. A successful ritual is one where people can rely on it every time, period. For example, weekly. It's casual enough for people to show up regularly but not feel obligated to attend. 
because sometimes we need to do things. Sometimes there are things going on and we just can't attend everything. It's just not possible sometimes, even though we really want to do so. There's stuff um, happening. We all have our lives. We all have our things. Um, it is fine. It is normal. It is what it is. It could continue without the initial point person perpetuating it. It could be anything, group coffee, a worker class, a running group, a swimming group, creating regular social activities with people you want to spend more time with is the best way to see them more often. Part of it relates to what I talked about in default now. Instead of filling your week with work and then hoping to squeeze social time in around it, fill your week with regular social activities, which are rituals, and fill the work in around it. If you can do so, of course. Um... But I mean, of course, if you know that you're working from 8 to, 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 to 9, or if you're working from 8 to 8, or whatever it may be, whatever your schedule may be, you know your schedule. Um, so, schedules for a lot of people, for some people it won't, um, it won't change. You know, for some people it does change, and for most people it probably is not going to change. Um, Basically doing not necessarily the same thing every single week, but having the same schedule every week, which actually gives you then the opportunity to um, have social rituals, doing things. At least in my head, it would make sense. Everyone else wants more of these activities too. They are just waiting for someone to initiate them. It may as well be you. Have a great year. Which, at least in my point of view, it is a pretty great idea um, period of course it may be or it should be something that everyone can do so thinking about everyone's financial situation regarding just a weekly coffee meeting um, I don't know if everyone wants to spend that money on coffee maybe not everyone wants to drink coffee you know maybe it's gonna be at a bar maybe it's gonna be um, something like cycling Maybe it is something that is indoors so that you can actually really do it every week. Um, there are indeed many things to consider, many uh, things to think about when starting such a thing, when initiating such a thing, when thinking about such a thing, so that it is quote-unquote sustainable, so that you can actually, um, well, indeed do it every week, so that it is even possible. Um, where is it? Easy is not always optimal. I think this is something I have not gone through yet. I've written extensively about note-taking and productivity in the past, and one of the common themes in note-taking is especially... In note-taking especially, I'm sorry, is the ease of capture. Taking notes on what you're reading is essential for synthesizing the knowledge. I've published so many book notes uh, more for myself than anyone else, it helps me compress what I get out of each book. Over the years I've used Evernote, then Roam, which is R-O-A-M. I'm using a mix of Roam and physical note cards. I still pull all my notes into Roam to make them easy to publish, but for my real notes taking and knowledge organis organizing, I started using physical note cards. Why physical? If you've spent a little time on computers, um, you'll probably know that more information is not always better. When you plug a query into Google and get a, a 10 million results, most of those are not particularly helpful. 
Quality is more important than quantity in an age of such abundance. And most people who use note-taking tool who save their book highlights know you almost never go back and review those highlights. So by creating physical... <laughs> so by creating a physical uh, Settelkasten for my favorite notes, I think that Nat Eliasson is... Or actually, Nat Eliasson, I guess... Um, Sounds like a Nordic name to me. Um, Zettelkasten is is very close to German, which means um, Zettel is you know it it it, it does have different interpretations. It's um, I think at least in my point of view, mostly used for things for for sheets of paper that are not of great value. So some um, some some what is this for? Thing called, I don't know what it's called, you know, something like this. It is just kind of torn up, it is like just, you know, a bit, bit, bit smudgy, it's like, it's a settle. It's um, nothing, nothing significant, nothing of value, um, or it is just something pretty tiny. You know, not something big. Having an, an A0 DIN format piece of paper is definitely not going to be a settle. Um, on the other hand, you're having custom. Um, where is it? Is it custom? Um, I have lost it. Why have I? Ah, there it is. Zettel custom. Uh, custom is like um, a wardrobe, or it's just something to to like out of wood, out of whatever, to just put something in. But um, yeah, period. But in this case, since it's a settle, something small, and custom, um, actually something big, but because of the settle, it's probably going to be something small. Um, there are some some um, note card boxes you pre-made you can buy. I don't know if this is a thing everywhere, but I guess he's referring to something like this. Yeah, my interpretation of it. Well, I've added a final filtering step to make sure that whatever goes in a box is a high-quality idea. I'm confident I want to remind myself of the future. By having to write it out by hand, I'm forcing myself to be much more selective than when I can simply copy and paste. Think about how much more meaningful it is to get an e-card versus a physical card. The e-card is much lower effort. It takes time. It takes time and energy to pick out a physical card and give it to someone. Effort is what gives the card and your notes more value. Our knowledge management too should be effortful and deliberate or else we will fill our libraries with trivia and then what was the point of doing the organizing in the first place. There's also a certain uh, permanence to it. Sure, my notes and library could burn down in a fire, but it could also be something my kids leave through in 30 years. That is fun to think about. Um, yeah, it is fun, it is a good idea, but I would also say uh, making sure that, uh, what, maybe scanning it indeed, so that there is a digital version of the physical so that it can actually be 100% sure that it's not going to be lost. You know, sometimes we move. Um, of course, this is something of significance. It is something important. It is something that you're probably going to take pretty good care of because it was a lot of work. And it's because it's important, you know, because it's information. Um, so you're probably um, keeping an eye on it, a pretty close one. But um, I would make sure that it is fine. Maybe also... I'm sorry, taking a picture of it could also work, you know, because why not? 
but I guess this is actually it with um, the whole one I guess I assume I indeed do not know but pretty great information from March 15th 2022 so quite a month ago this article was published there's also one from year 28 27 26 and 25 so I'm actually reading there and pretty interesting because this person probably knows quite a lot about quite a lot of things since he went through so many books and also there's a little bit of an um, work life introduction thing here in the very beginning of this article um, so yeah, I will see you the next time. Take care.